friends, Chavez Chan. Welcome to the Findings of Economics of Life Research Project, the Millennials Planning Podcast. The only podcast for the millennial curious about how to achieve financial stability and financial independence. Today we're going to be talking about how to increase savings, decrease stress, and increase your quality time with efficiency, control, safety. So let's start off with why the economics of life matter. The economics of life matter because having no clear understanding of the financial realities of life and having no evidence-based plan to follow prevents millennials from efficiently quantifying and monetizing their surplus earnings to create saved money and guaranteed life income. If a millennial has no plan to follow, they don't know how to quantify their money. They don't know how to differentiate the difference between surplus earnings and earnings necessary for lifestyle costs. And among the first findings of the Economics of Life Research Project was the relationship between money, stress, and time. And if you look at the model, if a millennial had little money, they had little earnings and savings, stress was increased, and the quality time was decreased because they had to spend their time working, or they didn't spend their time being stressed out because they had little money. When this concept was applied to doctors, the research project findings proved a correlation between earnings and savings deficits, and doctors' well-being, and incidences of malpractice. So when doctors have little money and increased stress and little quality time, there is proved research findings that show that there is higher incidences of malpractice. So when it applies to millennials, when millennials have little savings, this definitely increases their stress and increase and decreases their quality time. Another important finding of the research project was that when millennials experience confusion, stress, or losses, they become locked in place. They become stuck like a deer frozen in the headlights because they have no time or context to evaluate the information they're receiving regarding the economics of their lives. Right? If you're a millennial reading on Business Insider and it's telling you to buy Bitcoin one day, it's telling you not to buy Bitcoin another day, it's telling you why cryptocurrencies are great, it's telling you why government bonds are bad, it's telling you to invest in stocks, stocks are bullish, stocks are bare right now, that everything is contradictory and they're usually not evidence-based. So. When someone tells you to go right, and someone else tells you to go left, and then another person tells you to go up, another person tells you to go down, the outcome of all of this conflicts of being pulled in different directions is uncertainty, is inertia. You don't move anywhere. You get stuck in place. You stay in the same place, and there is no progress. And confusion being caused by being pulled in all these different directions increases the stress decreases your quality time, and decreases your earnings and savings. So this is why the economics of life matter. Because when a millennial gets a better understanding of the economics of life, they will increase money, decrease stress, and increase quality time. The interaction of money, stress, and time in the lives of business owners, millennials, doctors, and other productive individuals was referred to by George Bernard Shaw many years ago. If you have money, 
earnings and savings, you have less stress and more quality time. And savings is an important objective for productive individuals to reduce the stress in their lives and to increase their quality time. Right? So, increased money decreases your stress and increases your quality time. This scenario allows millennials to have a more enjoyable life, to do a better job of caring for themselves, their families, and the people that they love. So where do millennials put their money? Where can millennials put their money? The financial services industry resembles a stool with three legs. These are the commercial banks, these are the investment banks, the broker-dealers, and the guaranteed, guaranteed return, guaranteed life income financial instruments provided by legal reserve life insurance companies. So let's break these down. The first is the low and negative rate of return insured principal commercial bank instruments. So right now if you go to a bank, you can get a bank CD, and these bank savings, these certificate of deposits, these bank savings instruments are currently insured up to a limit of $250,000 by a federally funded, taxpayer funded insurance program, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC. However, the FDIC does not insure depositors against losses of the purchasing power of their savings to inflation. So this isn't very efficient. If you get a negative rate of return, a loss of purchasing power is less efficient because you want to end up with more money to spend in the future, not less. For example, for current five-year bank jumbo CDs, there's a taxable rate of return of approximately 2%. And if a millennial pays state and federal combined income tax of 25%, then that rate of return of the CD falls to 1.5%. And if the current inflation rate is estimated to be 3%, which is a conservative estimate, the depositors' losses of savings in this example is approximately 1.5% per year. This loss of savings is destructive and is not insured by the FDIC or anyone else. Another place to put your money is the risk of principal brokerage industry investment instruments. These brokerage houses, stockbrokers, and registered representatives provide investors access to risk-of-principal stock and bond mutual funds. Risk-of-principal insurance company financial instruments are also known as variables. And these losses are hard to recover. When you experience periodic losses of principal, this destroys the efficiency of compound interest. So let's explain this risk-of-principal concept a little, a little further. If I start with $100 and I lose 50%, I now have $50. If I gain 50%, I only have $75, although my average rate of return is zero. However, I do not have the same percentile I started with. Even if your advisor tells you that, hey, you had a great year, you know, great news, you have 50% growth, this is not the same as having $150. So, don't lose your principal. That's what A-Rod said his number one rule of investing was on Shark Tank. The way growth occurs, like in sports, is you put a little bit of deliberate work daily, monthly, and that little bit of deliberate work continues to grow and compounds. Growth doesn't occur by putting in work 
getting a little bit better and growing, then stopping, getting worse, getting bad, then putting in the work again to grow back to the normal rate. Right? Let's look at this chart. The percentage gains that are required to recover percentage losses are not equal. If you go up, if you go down 50%, you need to go more than 50% to get back. If you're losing at 5%, you need 5.26% increase to recapture that loss. If you're down 10%, you need 11.11% .11 to recapture that loss. If you're down 25%, you need 33.33% to recapture that loss. If you're down 50%, you need 100% gain to recapture that loss. Is that possible? If you're down 75%, you need 300% gain to recover that, to recapture that loss, and so on. This table shows the percentage gains required to offset percentage losses are not equal. Losses are hard to recover, and this is very inefficient. And lastly, there is the guaranteed principle, guaranteed growth, guaranteed life income, financial instruments, savings instruments guaranteed by state-regulated liquid legal reserves of life insurance companies. These guarantee the greater tax-deferred stock market gains with no stock market losses or compound interest rate of growth and guaranteed life income that is a multiple of bank jumbo five-year CD rates of return. This maximizes efficiency, control, and safety because principal cannot be lost even if the stock market goes down. This provides guaranteed life income on existing savings. You can never outlive your monthly income payments. What is guaranteed life income? Guaranteed life income is income that comes in guaranteed every month or every year until you die. Everyone would like to have a little bit more guaranteed life income. Let's delve a little bit more into the historic nature of stock of the life insurance companies. During the Great Depression, when stocks were down, banks were closed, life insurance companies were the only institutions that people could turn to for their money for their money. It was the only liquid place. Stocks tanked. You couldn't sell your stuff, nothing in there. Banks were closed. No one was buying or selling real estate because they needed money to eat. Life insurance companies held an important role in society. So, for millennials interested in participating in the research project, go to onefinanciallaw.wordpress.com and enter your email. For $275, we provide access to a plan economic education, and a structured to guaranteed outcome planning programs for millennials that in increases savings, reduces stress, and increases quality time. You can now check us out at YouTube at the Millennials Planning. You can also find us on iTunes, podcasts, and on SoundCloud under Millennials Planning.